Welcome to the program. My name is Dean. And uh, the one thing we did not do before we started this whole thing was give you a little local harmonica. Let's do that first, shall we? Lachlan Cross. Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Dean, and uh, we are here at the end of the week, an auspicious week, a fun week, a fucked up week, an interesting week. Uh, everything kind of comes out in the wash. I was thinking that today uh, because of the week that it's been, because it's been divisive. It's been fun. There's never been better content. We had fake terrorist attacks get perpetrated in the House of Commons. We had uh, the gay mafia go after people this week. And I mean the anti-gay mafia, not the gay mafia. Uh, we've had um, a rise in hate crime. We've had dumb people uh, at the front of the queue all week. And uh, we've had some very interesting goings on. Um, one of the things that happens in this country is... Um, we generally speaking, and I, by the way, I live in Canada. Uh, anybody that's uh, new to the program, uh, courtesy of our friends at Cryer Media, I am in Canada. I am in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Canada is a social democracy. It's what we do. Uh, we're really a social liberal democracy. When I say democracy, we're just like any other democracy where the government gets to decide whatever happens. And um, We're kind of approaching D-Day, if you will. And I'm not taking that lightly. I'm not one of those guys that likes to blow stuff up and say, well, this is terrible. This is going to be. No, 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 no. We're, we're pretty even keel over here. We like to be responsible with the things we talk about. And that is not happening on a daily basis anywhere, including here. Um, and so some stuff happened in Canada this week. We're going to get to that. Uh, and joining me to do an end of the week wrap up, please welcome from a Cryer Media property, one of our favorites, our morning show at Cryer Media. It's called the True North Eager Beaver Podcast. He's one of the hosts. Uh, please welcome Mr. Douglas Connors, ladies and gentlemen. You can go and uh, download his hey, podcast anywhere at True Eager. You look so fresh today. You look real nice. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're I welcome. A little work into it today. Did you really? <laughs> what do you got to? What do you have to do to get ready on a daily basis? Because you got a lot of hair. Uh, yeah. You got facial hair. You got a long ponytail. You're always dressed like you're you're like going to a rock show. You know those people that look like I want to look like I don't care, but I do care. Um, and you're, you've got incredible teeth. You've got, you're very well coiffed, if you will. How long does it take Douglas Connors to get ready in the morning? Not long at all, actually. Really? I'm pretty much out of bed. <laughs> Do you really? Seriously. I, I, I just, you know, unless I'm actually going to do something stylish with my hair, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just pretty much, you know, make sure I comb the knots out, you know, cause I, when I sleep, you know, you roll around the pillow and you get knots in your hair when you get yeah. hair this long. You know, start with the bottom, start to the bottom and go to the top. Uh, and then uh, I put it in a ponytail. And if I want to do something really funky with it, then before I go to bed at night, I just like tie it in a button back. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's all like big, like it looks like a big blowout. Mm -hmm. So I just like shake it, put my hair up and down like a rock thing and then just let it fall. And there we go. So that's it. That's your it's whole hair routine. Do you yeah, have like, the, the, are you one of those the, dudes that has like really specific shampoo and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that uh, yeah, because because the um, just because when when it gets so long, it tangles very 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 easily. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's where that's where it actually takes me the most time is when I'm in the shower and I'm actually washing and then conditioning because I'd like I actually you know, make sure that I leave the conditioner in for like a full two minutes, two three minutes. You do condition, do you? I have to, or else well, I'm yeah, because you got long to through it. You know I what I washed my hair with yesterday? A bar of soap. What? Really? Yeah. Ooh. 
Like, okay. look at it. I mean, who cares? I know. Right. It's like I've got. Hair. It's well, it's gray. But Did you say it's gray hair? No, great. Oh, great. gel, just boom, and it takes it's me like broken. four minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I and no skin. I have no skin routine, as you can tell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, now that you got to work on, though, right? The skin don't. routine, a little, the, little uh, cream. I just put a little cream on this bad boy when it gets dry, and that's it. That is well, literally they, my regimen. It's my regimen, Douglas. The three gay rules of fashion: moisturize, moisturize, accessorize. Okay. Well, I wasn't aware of that. Where have you been all my life? I don't. I have no idea. I only moisturize when I'm like super dry. Uh, and I don't do it because I'm like going to make any of this look any better than it looks. Look at me, Douglas. I'm not going like, like how much hey. I need all kinds of help. I, and so I just rock it. I just do what I have to do. But when I look That's at a guy you like you, friends. yeah, I know. I know. I wore this shirt because I'm like, maybe Douglas will think the shirt's cool today. I got to do it. That's my gay but friends. Like, but then again, I like the black one with the avocados too. And Lachlan hates it. So, you know, I know because he's not gay. He's too straight for that shirt. Right. And I'm like, I can do it because it's like, I don't care. I just love avocados and I wore it that day for you. So I'm wearing a nice shirt for you, but I didn't wear it today because I thought, Oh, Douglas is gay. He'll like this shirt. Like that's, that's like what you're that. saying. I do like that shirt. But you know what's interesting about that? Another yeah. gay person told me they like my shirt today. Another friend of mine who's gay. I'm like, yeah. I got him on a Zoom call, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, love the shirt. And I'm like, yeah. really? And then we got on. You and I didn't even talk about the shirt. We just nope. started talking. You're like, I love the shirt. Yeah, it's a Maybe cool pattern. I need it. Yeah, you like that? I don't even yeah. know what it is. It looks like leaves or something. Yeah, you know, I, th I think old patterns work on you. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it yeah. draws the it attention away from my face. That's what it does. <laughs> Uh, I remember when you posted something though, going, Hey, I'm a total snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. So I lost a bunch of weight this year and, and then, and it's, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you look like a million bucks too. You look like a big snack yourself. Um, and I lost a bunch of weight this year and these guys are like making fun of me on Twitter. And as you know, I'm don't give a fuck. Uh, and so right. when someone says, look at you, look at you, look like a piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm a total snack. I already know that dude. My girlfriend's way younger than me. She's way hotter than I deserve. And I'm like, there's no way she's with me if I'm not a snack. No yeah. way. Total snack. Total snack. The gays say yay. I'm just saying. Do they? Yeah. Like, am I acceptable? Like, if I walked into a gay party, would you go, that that's a snack oh, right yeah. there. That's a good yeah, looking yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. I appreciate that. You know that? Hands down. No. I really appreciate that. I feel the yeah. same way about and you. I, I'm not particularly into blondes either. So there you well, go. This isn't blonde. It's Arctic blonde it's blonde. You're a brunette guy? Definitely. Really? Is yep. hubby brunette? Yep. Oh, he is. That's right. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah. to be totally honest, I'm a redhead guy, but they're allergic. You like gingers? I love, I love them, and they are allergic to me. <laughs> they, totally, they do not know I'm alive. Really? Really. You yep. might be the only person I know who's into gingers. Oh, love it. Really? What about a ginger do you love? I just think it, it might be the contrast. Yeah. Because I don't what, know too what, many. The contrast of what? Between you well, and. Yeah, because I don't know too many dark skinned gingers. Yeah. But there are some, but I don't know too many. So when you get to, you know, red hair versus like the, you know, dark brown and then like pale white skin on, mm -hmm. on dark skin, you know, together, it, it, it makes a nice, it makes a very lovely photo. 
Does it really? Okay, so it's you really just you're, you just love the contrast of the I ginger, like but it's not a not like a ton attraction attraction to it. No, ginger. no, it's it's an attraction. There's some, like if if there is a there, there could be a hundred people in the room. There's one ginger in my head. Oh, my really? Yeah. Oh, it's like it, a, gingers are kinks to you. <laughs> not so much kinks. It's just I just I just noticed them. Have you been with a ginger before? Very rarely. Yeah, but rarely. is there? Okay, but is there has there been a difference between the gingers you've been with and the non-gingers? Like the gingers versus everybody yeah. else? No, no. Not in that sense, no. No difference. Me neither. I've never it's dated just, a ginger. It's just... And I, I'm not attracted to them, which is why I find it odd that you, yeah. you're attracted to gingers because I don't know anybody that is attracted to them. And, and I, I take nothing away from gingers. No, no. I had a little ginger in my beard at one point when I was younger. It's gone because it's all white now. Um, But... I. I think one, no one idea. of the reasons. I think one of the reasons might be because one of my first times was, and I had oh, a very, okay. very, very happy memory. Oh, okay, I have a yeah, very, yeah. extremely happy memory. <laughs> that 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 was a very, 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 very good couple of days. <laughs> oh, okay, so it goes back to an experience, then your formative years of 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 realizing what you liked and who you loved, and it was this beautiful open flower of gingerness that you're like. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And then you're like, you it want to repeat little, that experience? It, it might be a little deeper than that too, actually, because I, um, younger, um, I, I mean, not to say that I think that I'm all that, but you know, sometimes when you look pictures at pictures of you and you're younger, younger, and you say, "Oh my God, I wasn't actually bad looking. Why did I like think I was ugly back then?" Mm -hmm. I I never thought I particularly was attractive in any way. Because um, really? you know, you know, in the in the in in the straight community, right? Women they turn around, they see the, all the objectification objectification of women. Like women yeah. supposed to look like that to be pretty. Well, yeah. Put that on steroids in the gay community. Oh, really? That's steroids. Yes. So when I came out, every time I looked at a cover of a triple X movie or looked at ads in you know gay newspapers like this, everyone was tall, white, blonde, buff hairless and if you saw below the waist uh stacked like a donkey i'm no. over six so. <laughs> so i just kept on getting the message you're not attractive so All i right. relied on my charm and my wit and my kindness sure and then later on i figured out like a couple of people told me this no you're actually like those who like me like me a lot mm -hmm. so um then i figured okay maybe i got something but i think i'm very niche <laughs> like I'm, I'm an acquired flavor. <laughs> well, people, some people don't like Harry at all, and like, oh yeah, you're here, suit, dude. Harry. And yeah, then all going some on. people don't like anything but white, and well, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, right off the right off there, you know, so I, I think I'm pretty niche. It's like, but mm. but those who like me like me a lot. But I've never walked into a room and turned heads. You you're not a head turner in the gay community. I've never, I've never, no, I've never walked really? in a room. 
Yeah, I've never walked. So in the room it's interesting, it. you know. Before we get to wrapping up a whole bunch of political shit, and I didn't yeah. plan on talking about this part of your life, absolutely not. Um, but but you and I talk like everybody else talks. Like I talk to women, like I talk to guys, right. like I talk to guys about their relationships. I'm like, are you an ass man? Or are you a blonde guy? Like that kind of stuff. Who cares? Who like, who cares on the other end of that? I mean, we're talking aesthetics, right? That's what we're talking about. But women, to your point, have this imposter syndrome because of the steady feed that they get of what is hot and what is not. And I yeah. guess. You know, being in the gay community and growing up, you know, wondering what you're all about. And then you get into, you know, some of the material, whether it be, you know, nudie mags, whether it be videos, whether it be the advertisements that you see yep. that are targeting, you know, people in the gay community in a good way. They're saying yep. this is representative of X. And so you're like, OK, well, I'm Never not that. Anything that looks wow. like me ever, ever. Really? The first time that something happened that let me know that maybe yeah. is I went to an event in Chicago. Uh, and, uh, there was a, uh, there was a big sort of like, um, what do you call it? Uh, a trade fair downstairs. And it, it was, yeah. a let's say a sex lifestyle sort of event type thing, sure. you know? Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, I was talking to someone and, um, I was doing some fundraising and charity work. So I was thinking, Hey, if I can get like a company that makes, you know, these toys or these movies to join in, you know, maybe I would be uh, very good at, uh, getting, uh, you know, helping with the charity work if I had some kind of corporate yeah. sponsor. Uh, and then, so I was talking to this guy who I had crossed like two, three times at the event and would always say hi to me in the, like in the elevator and all that kind of stuff. And he was gorgeous. Like just drop dead gorgeous, tall, ginger. wide, rough, not ginger, but uh, sandy blonde, but just gorgeous. Absolutely. You know, winner of the genetic lottery. Right. Okay. And, and was talking to me all friendly and stuff. And so I saw him in the trade fair downstairs and we're talking and I think, okay, maybe this guy would given that, you know, we've said hello a couple of times and he gives me his card when we're all done and he says, call us, maybe we can work together. And then I walk and I get down to the end of the aisle and I stop for a second and I think, wait a minute. And then I go back to him because I realized the conversation that we had, I was talking about him working with me so we could do charity stuff. But then I don't, wait a minute, is he talking about me working with him? And he was there from one of those companies that makes those movies that used to be hid behind the curtain. <laughs> Pornos. You're talking about porn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's a porn and he said, no, no. He says, I'm talking about you working with us. Oh, he wanted I you to think, act. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, like, nobody wants to play. Could, I could not see myself as a porn star. It was like, like at first I thought, you know, Mar Douglas Connors, the approachable porn star, right? It's like, you know, it was like, I can market myself. The politically out. educated, approachable porn star. The yeah. friendly porn star, right? Like this. And then I thought, no, no, nobody wants to see that. Swear to God, no word of a lie. About one year later, a friend of me writes me and says, when did you start doing porn? I says like, I don't do porn. It's like, yeah, you do. I just, I like, no. And then he sends me a picture of this guy that goes by Hussein from a company called Raging Stallion. That was about 20 years ago. Sounds like an appropriate male porn name. Yeah. Short, brown, and hairy. <laughs> I could have been Hussein. <laughs> it was the same company. They were looking for short, brown, and hairy. They were looking for Hussein porn. That's what they're, they were looking, they were looking for. Short, brown, and hairy. 
that's what they were in the market for. Apparently, it was it. It finally became in. My time had come. Work Brown and Harry was sexy for about like five years. Yeah, that's a category on Pornhub on the gay version of Pornhub. It's short Brown and Harry. You get Hussein porn. Like, there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot. Of, it doesn't matter if it's men or women. There are categories yeah. for different kinds of porn because there are guys who are like, I'm into short Brown Harry dudes, and they're like, Well, let's create a category for it. And he's like, I got the perfect guy, Douglas from the True North Eager Beaver podcast. He'd be great. He's short Brown and Harry. Sometime between 2003 and 2008, short brown and hair, I, w- I was the shit. And then after that, it reverts back. So, you know, so I'm now just waiting for it to go retro again. Yeah. Well, it's it speak of so reversion, by the time right? I'm 75, I'll be really, really hot. Oh, dude, that's Lemon Party City. You're going to be great. You're going to be in demand. Old, brown, short, hairy dudes. <laughs> you got the market corner. I'm going to be killing it at the nursing home <laughs> oh my god as you should um speaking of reversion i want to kind of get into this because we're going to lean into some stuff some political stuff yeah. and we've, we've uh we're going to get into pierre Pauly. it was a very bad week you had a tremendous uh week of tweeting you put out a real great tweet thread today talking about that um and 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 the conservative bullshit in this country is like the conservative bullshit in every country it's driven by religion it's driven by the hatred or the idea that the you know the gay uh what do they call it the gay woke gender ideology they call it a cult now they're saying that that anybody who's accepting of other people's lifestyles is in a cult where it's too inclusive and it shouldn't have to be inclusive had some there you go there's your sweet tiara um let me ask you and they send you one of these in the mail yeah, uh, I hope to get one too as an ally. Um, but let me ask you a question. Over the past, like I would say, six to twelve months, you know, it's been going on for a couple of years, right? You and I can freely talk about you being in porn, and uh, you know whether or not you'd be in a certain twink category, if you will, because you're you're just a cute little fella. Um, but you know, when when we talk about when we talk about the the reversion of what's in and what's out it seems to be very in right now to treat people in the gay community as if they are part of this as as the religious right calls it the mind virus and i want to ask you a question have you seen an uptick in what i would like to call courageous homophobia uh, over the past little bit with the increased rhetoric of some of the political bullshit that we've seen with political parties like Pierre Polyev a couple weeks ago saying uh, he wants to stop dangerous, woke gender ideologies and, you know, everybody in the conservative uh, bastion, people that come from that line of thinking. Has it has it emboldened people in real life to treat yes. you like shit again? Are we back yes. there a little bit? Yes, and I've, I've, I, I had uh, it, it happened to me personally earlier this year as well. Mm. So, in what capacity? Like, like, share with me if you can, as much as you can, um, the the change, the sea change in in how you're treated, um, and and the the boldness with which that certain ideology or people that are emboldened by that ideology are now pushing back against you just living your life. Right. Well. It's like you said, it's almost like people feel like they have license. I mean, you've seen it, right? So like yeah. this year, you know, people have gone into, you know, you've seen the videos in the United States of people going into a Target store and like, you know, t- pulling down displays or, you know, taking down T-shirts that have rainbows on them. It's like, that didn't happen. Like, that's a new thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Well, somebody has decided that people should be afraid of rainbows all of a sudden or triggered by rainbows. Um 
and that's just multiplied. And, you know, it's like, oh, why do you, you know, why do you need a whole damn month for pride? You know, you never shut up about it. We'd be okay with it if you kept quiet. No, you wouldn't be okay with it if you left quiet. We kept quiet. What you want to do is reduce our ability to live and exist in public space, mm-hmm. right? That's where the transgender bathroom laws come from and all that kind of stuff, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it, if you're in public and you got to pee and there's nowhere you can pee, well, there's only so far you can go away from home, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it, it reduces your ability to live in public space. It's the same thing. So like, for example, like you, one, the thing that we hear about gay people or transgender is like, oh, our veterans only get one day and you guys get a whole month or a whole week. It's like, well, no, there's actually a veterans week. And actually veterans have a whole freaking ministry. Mm-hmm. A minister of veteran affairs. There's no minister directed, dedicated specifically to gay things. There's a couple billion dollars in our budget that goes to that as well, veterans. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And not to begrudge veterans, veterans fought more my right. Absolutely. To be able to do this. I just celebrated my 11th anniversary with my partner on Remembrance Day itself. And, and this year in particular, I was particularly grateful for the sacrifice of the veterans because it's not lost on me. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, I am able to have this wonderful relationship and post something online and have like 35,000 people say, hey, what a cute couple, lovely, fantastic, happy anniversary, because somebody fought for my right to do that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, I, and also there are gay and transgender veterans and people serving right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, so all these people that are, it's like, it's almost like this, they want it all and nobody can have anything. And if they have even just one day, they freak out. It's like, it's a whole month of pride. Yeah. But in every city that you're in, pride is just one day. Mm-hmm. It might be a pride week, but gay pride day is just one day. It's one day in the city you live in. If you can't, if you want that day too, then there's nothing I can do for you, man. I mean, mm. your problems are way bigger than I can deal with and I can help you with. Um, but because of that, all this, you know, We've got people protesting schools. People weren't doing that two years ago. There might have been people that were afraid or wanted something, you know, when we're talking about sex ed and they write and, you know, they might have a protest one day or here or there and that kind of stuff. But this systematic thing that we saw going on for a few months, every single day, every single place, all that is new. That 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 is very new. I've never seen that in my lifetime yet on this planet, even before we had rights. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by FactCheck.io. FactCheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact-check anything that you read. It doesn't matter. If it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact-check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, Want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. Back to the show. As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io. Do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists, that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately. 
to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for the beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. What do you attribute it to? What do you attribute the reversion to? What do you attribute the, the, the emboldened? Because, man, I'll tell you something. For the longest time, if you said anything negative, about anybody in the LGBTQ, can I call it alphabet group? <laughs> I, I mean, there's I so call, many. I call it, I, call, I, I say the rainbow people. The rainbow people. Anytime you uh, had any issue, had any issue with anything to do with it, I mean, even if you were joking, even if it, you were a member of the community or an ally of the community, instant cancellation. Hands up if you were part of that crew. That was me. And, and now it is pure hatred. Like it, oh, yeah. it is. So what do you attribute that to? Is it the rhetoric of certain people? Is it is it the disinformation, misinformation machine? Like, what do you attribute the rise in courageous homophobia by the world's dumbest people? I think there's a couple of things. There's um, there's a book that I like that's called The World is Flat uh, by Thomas Friedman. And he talks about uh, several incidents or key events that happen in the world that have changed the world and have made it more flat. Uh, so for example, the day that Netscape became an, an IPO mm-hmm. and that internet went big, that was a big day. Um, and when that happened, um, you get all the advantages of the internet. So, you know, I can talk to someone in Japan, like today in 2023, I can have some more in common with somebody in Japan than I can have with my next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And we can connect and we can share and we can share ideas and all that kind of stuff. And it flattens the world and it makes the world a better place. But conversely, that same technology that could be used for good could be used for bad, right? Alfred Nobel, when he invented TNT, he thought it would be great for one thing until he saw that people thought would use it for war. And then he regretted having invented it. Well, mm-hmm. the same technology that allows us to do this, you be in Toronto, me to do here and communicate to everybody who wants to listen to this is the same technology that ISIS uses. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same technology. Right, but they use it for different ends. So I think there's that. That's one thing. I think the concept of reality TV, particularly the uh, competition reality TV shows, uh, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be a star, right? So like before, when we had Big Brother, you would be on for one season, that's it. But now some of the people get popular enough that they're invited back for two or three, and then they leave from Big Brother and they'll go on The Bachelor, and then they go on The Amazing Race, and some people make a whole career out of that. They become mm-hmm. celebrities in their own right. Uh, we have internet influencers. They become celebrities in their own right. And I think um, there's a big portion of people that just want to be a star. And I realized at one point, for example, if you're a musician, right, and mm-hmm. you put up a collection of songs, right, which would be in the day would have been a CD or an album, and you don't need a record company anymore. You put it on the web. If enough people like it, let's say it's $10 for your collection, 
10,000 people like it, you've just made $100,000 that year. Mm -hmm. In a world of 8 billion people, if you work at it long enough, it'll be pretty easy to find 10,000 people who like you, Mm -hmm. who might be willing to part with $10 a year. You live off that. So I think a lot of people have decided that that's their pathway. But doing that, then you get to that thing, right, where you're doing something. Somebody says, I like that. So he's, oh, we like that. So I'm going to do more of that. And I'm going to do less of this. And then it's almost like your audience starts to shape who you are rather than you just being yourself and maintaining just being yourself regardless of what your audience says. Um, And then you start performing more than you start being just your authentic self. Uh, And then you get the attention, you get the likes, you get the clicks. Um, And I think, you know, it's like when you're in acting, you know, all the directors really want to act and all the actors really want to direct. And I think there's a lot of people that just want their moment. So, and then COVID came along. And a lot of people were isolated, so a lot of people had a lot more time to communicate this way because this is what was available to us. And I think a lot of people found each other a yeah. whole lot more quickly than they would have had COVID not happened. Mm. Um, and in those communities, um, it's almost like, like you say, cult or gang culture. Mm-hmm. You are uh, alone. You feel lonely. You feel that nobody understands you. You have these views that are deplorable or unacceptable. And, you know, there was a time when you had those deplorable or unacceptable views. People knew better than to say them out loud because they knew what would happen. They'd get consequenced. Yeah. There'd be consequences. Well, now you have a whole network of people saying, no, 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 no. You're not the bad person. They are. You're not crazy. They are. You're not the abnormal one. They're the freaks. Come here. We'll be your family. We'll love you. Like if enough people are saying the same thing, then they can't possibly be wrong and they're not afraid of those consequences. And given that we're now in an on-demand world, mm-hmm. like remember back in the days we used to have jukeboxes mm-hmm. and you'd listen to a song now and then, and then all of a sudden that went away and all of a sudden albums became really popular. Mm-hmm. And then you had concept albums that you would listen to from beginning to end. When's the last time somebody listens to an album beginning to end now? Right, we're back to the iPod. The iPod came along. And we went back to the jukebox. I like this song from this artist. I like this song, but I don't want to listen to the whole album. Or I don't want to buy the whole album. Mm-hmm. So now we're in the world where you can be online, like, and we all do it because they're assholes online. Oh, I don't like this guy. Block, mute, delete. Block, mute, delete. And then all of a sudden, well, you have an echo chamber. Of all people that are telling you, oh, my God, that was brilliant. That was great. Oh, what you said was just so intelligent. Oh, you're just so fine. Oh, you're just so kind. Oh, you're just. And it could be, it's it's very easy just to remain there and not go seek outside. And now, you know, before you just had your own city or your own town. But now you got the whole damn world. That you can carve into a community. You can dive into a community that supports the things that you think are right or you think are wrong. Yeah. We see it all the time, which is okay. So like, I mean, you know, listen, I'm, I'm part of communities that are much more inclusive. I'm part of communities about foreign intelligence. I'm part of communities right. about different pieces of information, political information. Like, those are communities I enjoy being in. And I know that if you're a hateful asshole, you're going to want to be in a community full of other hateful assholes who legitimize your hateful assholery. 
Right. And so, you know, the emboldened part of those communities really come out real loud and then they go and attack people and they tell you that you're a groomer or a pedophile just because you happen to like men and you're a man or you happen to like women and you're a woman or you happen to like dressing as a woman and you are a man and you love doing drag shows. And then they or you just happen to be the friend of someone who's like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that's 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 the game. Like, that's the game for these idiots. Remember back in the day um, when it was like it was the black and white thing and you had the N-word slash yeah. lover and lover? Yeah. Now it's like it's a groomer lover. You're either a groomer or a groomer lover. What a stretch right? that is. Dude. <laughs> that's where you are. That's where we are now. Because if you happen to be the parent of a gay child or a parent of a trans child, yeah. you're a groomer lover or a groomer yourself. Or like, a parent. You're my, you're my friend. You're a groomer lover. <laughs> yeah. Good. Call me a role you like then. I don't give a fuck. But, but th- th- that's where we've gone back to now. That's where we are now. Right? Yeah. So people have gotten bold. And like I said, it happened to me. I, we, we moved here two years ago. And there's a guy on our block. We talk to him almost every day. He's, you know, that guy in your neighborhood who's has that perfect manicured lawn, who's always out, always watering it, knows what, you know, talks to everybody. He's got the Canadian the- flag out front. He puts out there every morning. He's moving the sprinkler around all the time. The flower beds yeah. look nice. He makes yeah. sure he sweeps and he, and he takes out that little vacuum every morning and he gets all the yeah. debris off his lawn. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Right. Like this. But if he sees everybody go by, Hey, good morning. Good morning. Little conversation, little conversation knows everything. Well, that guy in our neighborhood, um, Hey, two years, no problem with him. Everything was great. Then one day out of the blue, I don't know, somebody shot in his cornflakes or whatnot, but he started yelling at us, and all of a sudden, he called us faggots right there on the street, 7 p.m. I was like, what the fuck? Like, where did that come from? And he'd never, he'd never, he'd never besmirched you like that before? No gay slurs before that? Totally normal conversations with the dude? Oh, actively saying hello every morning. I'd walk out sometimes like this and sometimes not see him because I'm going down the other way. It's hey, Douglas. It's like, oh, hi, Jim. Right? No mm-hmm. problem. Because just out of the blue. And it's happened to me once or twice. For example, I've been in the gay village in Toronto and whatnot, and there's a car of like yobs that pass by. Faggot. As the car goes by, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's like that. But somebody that I had developed some kind of relationship with that I see a couple of times a week that I know I'm going to see a couple of times a week yes. who's been on our property, mm-hmm. right? Just turning around all of a sudden, it's like, I have been blessed. I've been on this planet for 50 years and that had never once happened to me mm-hmm. until that day. Something's new. Something's what is- new. What, but the, the, the newness comes from the people that are pounding the rhetoric and providing that umbrella cover for those idiots in my mind, yes, right? Like it, makes, it creates an acceptability, right? Sure. You're seeing other people doing it and there's no consequence to them. So uh, you get mad, just throw a little left word in there. Yeah. Right. What's go? What are they going to do? Right. Especially if you're doing it and you feel superior at the moment. It's like, oh, faggot. What's the faggot going to do about it? You found out what the faggot was going to do about it. Was the faggot was going to fuck him up? So <laughs> called the cops. <laughs> oh, you did? Did you? Good for I you. Put him in his place. Well, yeah, Good. right in the moment. Like I said, I was yeah. controlling myself, but it was like, "What the hell did you say?" And I let him have it right there. And then I just walked right home and I called the cops and I said, "You need to have a little talk with him." Good. Good. It's a hate crime, man. That's what it crime. is. Yeah. 
And then it's like, but when a moment like that happens, you don't know what you're going to do, right? Because there's three things that can happen. You can freeze. You can say, oh, I don't want no trouble. Put your head down and just skulk away. Or you can get mouthy. I got mouthy. Now, that could have invited another response, right? He could have escalated, but sure. it turns out I don't think he expected someone that was just 5'6 and 160 pounds to suddenly look like he was six foot four and 230 or something because- Oh, did you go took, full Papa Bear? You went full Papa I, Bear, didn't you? Papa Bear. Well, also my, my partner was with me. Is he a big dude? Right? My Alex is, yeah, he's like six feet and like 210 or something, but- All right. But he froze. He he just could not believe that that had happened. He was so shocked that it had happened. And he was just like, and then of course I got big and he's, ne- we've been together 11 years. He's never seen me like that. So that probably made him freeze too. It's like, who's is this guy? He goes, but it's like, he, you came after me and you came after my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's no different if someone comes after me in my family. It's no different if someone drops a slur at me in my front yard. That's universal. Totally. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's amazing how we like to make that separation. And it's amazing how that separation gets covered from, you know, influencers, you know, Elon Musk, Jordan Peterson, or in Canada, Pierre Polyev. You know, it amazed me today. We're going to get to that now. It amazed me today. Yesterday, Pierre Polyev calls this incredible fucking car accident at the peace bridge or sorry not the peace bridge the rainbow bridge huh very Ah. appropriate the rainbow bridge in buffalo triggered by rainbows (laughs) (laughs) probably rainbow bridge car accident right uh and lies about it in the middle of the house of commons lies that it's a terrorist attack and then blames it on justin trudeau and now he and he ate shit all day yesterday because he came out and called it a terrorist attack and as he calls this a terrorist attack ctv about 20 minutes later says you know we're their police are assuming it is you know and then he's outed as a liar because we know he's a liar his entire fucking life is a lie and this is the guy that two weeks ago was calling your lifestyle, a woke, dangerous gender ideology. So, you know, that guy who lies all the time, who provides cover for stupidity and idiocy. And so today, you know, he's standing in, in the, in a church in Toronto, he's responding to the idea that he might've been wrong. And on his left is your friend, Melissa Lantzman. Now uh, she is one of the more prominent. I don't know how you want to, how would you refer to Melissa Lantzman? Do you want to refer to her? We do not. You don't recognize. recognize. Does the gay community not recognize Melissa Lansman? Not recognize her. No, she's not one of you. She's not part of your crew. She's not part of the ship. She's not part of the accepting crew. She's not part of inclusiveness. Some people, even though they say they're wearing your colors, you do not want on your team. Okay. Well, let let me play. Let me play the clip. And I want to talk about Melissa Lansman. I want to play the clip because Pierre Polyev has has been outed as Canada's big lie. But the people that support him are also part of that big fucking lie. And and I find it egregiously gross that she's standing right next to this piece of shit um, who two weeks ago. What's that? Oh, and Roman Baber, who's on the other side. Yeah. But not only him. Remember, she sits in the House of Commons every day. That house is in session. Mm Mm-hmm. On the benches next to Garnet Genuous and the newly elected Brendan Leslie. Both of them are super pro conversion therapy. Oh, like you How can convert you people from being gay to being straight. That's conversion yeah, yeah. therapy. And yeah, they yeah. believe that that works. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. We, we just passed a law. 
<laughs> making conversion therapy illegal. And actually, the Conservative Party, when Aaron O'Toole was leading it, sent Garnet Genuist to a little trip to Latvia yeah, to do something. And then they passed the motion when he wasn't there. Because they knew he'd vote against it? Yes. And they sent Gergenuis with, an, with, with another conservative guy. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, so to make sure that, you know, he wouldn't come back in time, I guess. But I mean, he would have had to cross a whole ocean, I guess. But they did not tell him that that was going to happen. Wow. And then in, in, the, in the by-election in Manitoba, we had Pierre Polyev and the conservatives drop leaflets, right? Criticizing Maxime Bernier for having marched in a pride parade once when Harper was the prime minister and giving his full throat to support to Brandon Leslie, who also came up, came out for in favor of conversion therapy. So she's sitting in the benches with a leader. As a married lesbian. Yeah. And two guys who are pro-conversion therapy. And she's still standing right by him in that church. That's why I'm saying we do not recognize her. You know that meme of Mariah Carey going, I don't know her. I yep. don't know. I don't know her. I don't know her. But the thing is, is that these people are conservatives first. Right? When Zelensky came to Canada and Candace Bergen was the interim leader, she stood in the house and said, conservatives stand with Ukraine. Not Canadians. Conservatives. Every other identity is secondary. Hmm. Yes, That's because they're stupid person. fucking idiots, that means they, Yeah. But if that means they have to sell out other gays or sell out other Sikhs or sell out other black people like Leslin Lewis did, you know, Leslin Lewis is black and she had Nazi brunch. Okay. <laughs> Jenny Byrne, just a couple of days, recirculated photos of blackface. It's like, Leslin, hello? Yeah. Do you not have a problem with this? <laughs> yeah, and the comms Every director identity. for the conservative party has a blackface photo going out around with her in there too. That's fucking crazy. It's amazing to me because it's all a la carte stuff. Like there's no values that you can count on. Let me play you this clip real quick. This is Pierre Polyev on the terror attack, and then I'll play you a clip of him with that uh, with your favorite, uh, your sorry, your least favorite uh, lesbian in the world. Uh, <laughs> And Melissa Lansman standing there supporting her gay hating leader, by the way. Lesbians made me an honorary lesbian once. Okay. Dude, she, welcome. That woman is, I don't know what she is, but she's not a lesbian. No, I don't know. I know lesbians because I'm one. So just so yeah. you know, yeah, I'm yeah, part of that community yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But let's watch Pierre Polyev stick his giant fucking fake foot in his fake mouth about the terror attack. And then we'll watch the apology where he's surrounding himself with the only people who will actually stand there with him. Let's watch this together. Mr. Speaker, we've just heard media reports of a terrorist attack, an explosion at the Niagara crossing of the Canada-U.S. border. Uh, two people, at least two people are dead. One is injured. It is the principal responsibility of government to protect the people. Can the Prime Minister give us an update on what he knows and what action plan he will immediately implement to bring home security for our people? The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, this is obviously a very serious situation in Niagara Falls. Uh, there was a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge crossing. I've been briefed by the NSIA and the Minister of Public Safety. Uh, CBSA, RCMP and Transport Canada are all fully engaged in providing the necessary support. There are a lot of questions and we are following up to try and get as many answers as rapidly as possible. Uh, we are in close contact with U.S. officials and will continue to work closely with them. Uh, we will continue to be engaged 
engaged. We will provide updates. Uh, updates I can give right now is there are four border crossings that are right now closed, Rainbow Bridge, Whirlpool Bridge, Queenston Bridge, and Peace Bridge. Uh, additional measures are being uh, contemplated and activated at all border crossings across the country. Uh, we are taking this extraordinarily seriously. And uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, I will have to excuse myself now uh, to go get further, uh, further uh, updates and uh, work on this very serious situation. Thank you, Mr. Well, there you go. Pretty adult and, response. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Douglas. The, the guy, uh, when Pierre was speaking to the immediate, uh, to the extreme left of the screen, yeah, that was the guy that went to, to, with Garnet Genuis, uh, Ziad Abu Taif. Oh, yeah. That's good. You want yeah. to send that guy with him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's the guy that, that, that was the chaperone that made sure that Garnet Genuis get caught kept in line i'm sure i have a feeling when garnet genuous went overseas he got into some mischief if you will that's what those guys normally do conservatives don't like to let their true selves out in canada they like to go overseas and do that some people do it in israel just ask my friend pierre polyev anyway that's a whole other story because i I know know a whole bunch of different you know that story too i also know that from personal experience because um i once knew one biblically oh you did Oh. oh, yes. I was very, very, very surprised when I walked through the door. I was like, oh, hello. Mm. I know you because I'm a political junkie. You don't know me, but I definitely know who you are. <laughs> oh, we need to spill that tea at some point, my friend. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, I don't give a fuck and neither should you. So I'll let you sit on that, but I want to get to the response this morning. Pierre Polyev was outed as a liar. Uh, and he and he blamed CTV. He blamed everybody else. He absolutely jumped the shark, and he used fear porn to convince everybody that Justin Trudeau was under attack, and Canada was under attack, and he doesn't do anything about it. And he got dragged out, and he gave the most mm-hmm. uncomfortable "I am fucked." press conference today with your friend Melissa Lansman, who you don't recognize. It was so bad. Dude looked like he was hung over to the tits today. Like It, it was like, hilarious it to watch. Like Jenny Byrne had beaten him senseless with a $5 bill. All she might have. She might have. She might have. Uh, Jenny Byrne was yeah. in my DMs not long ago, actually. It's another whole fucking long story. Yeah. But anyway. Um, there is a you- mop tail big enough for the cleanup and I'll put you after No. <laughs> no, there isn't. Oh, um, but Let's just let's just play his response and then we'll get to Melissa Lansman. So he was asked today, hey, dude, why the fuck would you call that a terrorist attack before anybody else called it a terrorist attack? Were you watching Fox News? Because they were the only people that called it a terrorist attack. And I want you to watch the belligerence of this piece of shit. I want you to watch really carefully and listen very carefully to Pierre Polyev, the gay hating Russian asset who runs the Conservative Party of Canada on behalf of Stephen Harper's International Democratic Union, respond like Donald Trump, only if Donald Trump was morally confused far more than he is. Let's watch this together, hey, hold shall on. we? Hold Sorry, on. Hold on. I just want to point out one thing, because I watched the whole thing beginning to end. Yeah. Right? The whole press conference, his body language is terrible. Right. He starts when he starts talking, he's he he doesn't have any breath. Right. And he's like he knows he 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 looks like he's been beaten up all night in this question. When he answers this question, all of a sudden. He is on familiar territory 
and you see his entire body, what, what his demeanor that you see here when he's going to be asked the question is demeanor, but you will see the moment when he starts answering, you see that shift. Ah, I'm on territory now. And it's the only time you actually see him smile. He gets happy. His nipples get hard. He's got a wet spot in his pants while he's answering this one. All right. <laughs> Let's watch it together. The rest of it, it's unlike. Okay. Next question. Uh, hi, Paula Loregio with the Canadian Press. Et si vous pouviez répondre dans les deux langues officielles, je l'apprécierais beaucoup. Um, do you think it was responsible for you to call yesterday's explosion by the customs, uh, by the checkpoint at the Rainbow Bridge, terrorism, when no U.S. or Canadian officials said that was the or authorities said that was the case, and when the New York governor also said there was no evidence to suggest terrorism activity? Actually, you're wrong. Are you a CP? Okay, so CP, by the way, CP, just for everyone's knowledge, did have to make three corrections for falsehoods that they put into a single article. I think that might be unprecedented. Um, I'm actually thinking about checking with the Guinness Book of World Records to see if there's ever been a news agency that has had to issue three corrections for patent falsehoods that they admit they had been made in one single article, and now you've made yet another falsehood in your question. Okay, let's let's stop that right there because okay. not only is he full of shit, he's ambiguously saying Canadian press had to retract three articles, doesn't say what they are, where they are, when they were, number right. one. Not only disingenuous, that's a fucking lie, and he is Canada's biggest lie. Let's just reiterate that. Then he goes after this young woman who he loves doing this to. He only does this to women. And he does this to women because you pointed out it's fucking familiar territory. And then he lies about a Guinness Book of World just some kind of fantastical Guinness yeah. Book of World record thing. It's a fucking bullshit story. And has no character or values when he's answering these questions. She's not asking about whether or not the news is right. What he's saying is, oh, uh, I, you can't ask me that question because you've been wrong before without giving any receipts of what she was wrong about, which is just the most deflective, childish bullshit I have ever fucking seen in my life. And it lets you into the mind of a literally a serial killer. Like he has got the yes. fucking mentality of a serial killer who doesn't give a shit about anything anybody asks him. It's completely disingenuous. And he's doing this on our fucking dime. Let's continue real quick, and then we'll get to it in just a second. And hold it. Let me also point this out. Watch how many times he gulps. Watch how much dry mouth this guy has. Yes. Watch and how he fucking lies through his dry mouth, Douglas. Yeah. And when the question was being asked, right, you saw his face, right? All oh, sad. He was beaten down. And then yeah. when she said, when she said, you know, your ter oh, he, the terrorism, he knew what the question was about. That as soon as she said the word terrorism, he gulped. So, yeah. oh God, this is what this question is going to be about. Here we go. And now it's sort of like, but this, and this was also the first question asked by a female reporter. Totally. And totally. Let's, watch, so now let's finish stopped. watching this and we'll pause it when he gets uh, disingenuously stupid yet again. For falsehoods that they put into a single article. I think that might be unprecedented. Um, I'm actually thinking about checking with the Guinness Book of World Records to see if there's ever been a news agency that has had to issue three corrections for patent falsehoods that they admit they had been made in one single article, and now you've made yet another falsehood in your question. Now, there's no falsehood in the question. He hasn't even fucking answered it and won't identify what the falsehood is. He's just saying there's a falsehood. Yep, and the whole reason that question's asked is because he stated a falsehood. Yeah. So a he's upset at the alleged falsehoods of others, right? <laughs> and there's a difference. You have to understand there's a difference when a media puts the first version of a story and then gets new information and then 
right? You see date posted and then edited or amended or updated. Yeah. So it's updated, right? There's a difference between that and we knowingly published false information and whoops, now we're correcting it because we got caught. No, it's like, this is what we knew. Let's update that information. That's how the news works. Let's continue Initial and then we'll debunk this in just a second. Right. Initial reports said that the car was coming from Canada, which was not the yeah. case. So they updated no. that, right? Yep. So. Yeah, they updated the whole story and a couple of people, including myself. I mean, I, I said it was might have yeah. been stochastic terrorism. Then I had to come back and say, hey, listen, apologies. That wasn't me. Bad RT. Let's just wait and see what happens. We wait and see what happens and we apologize when we're wrong. This is not an apology. This is not an accountable human no. being. You cannot have this guy no. as the leader of anything. Nonetheless, a fucking country guy can't run a pet smart effectively. But anyway, let's continue. Um, where you are wrong is that CTV reported that the government of Canada was presuming that the incident was terrorist. So now that itself is a lie. I'll tell you yeah. why. Because CTV okay. pointed out the assumption was that it was a terrorist attack. And that's the way that Canada was looking at this. That happened at uh, 12, sorry, 2.29 p.m. That comment he made the day before was a full 10 minutes ahead of time. So Question. he made that comment about it being a terrorist attack 10 minutes before TTV even actually posted anything about it being possibly terror related. So he's okay. full of shit. And here's the other thing also. There is a material difference between we do not we do not have enough information right now to conform or deny that it is terrorism. So we're not excluding it as a possibility. And from the from what we have right now, we presume that this is a terrorist act. There's a big difference because sometimes that language. Something, yes, yeah. in that language, right? So he's saying that that we were working on the assumption that it was terrorist terrorism. No, we couldn't rule out the assumption that it was terrorism. So of course we have to work on the assumption that terrorism is a possibility until we find something that either confirms it or rules it out. That is not the same thing as saying we're acting on the assumption that it is most definitely terrorism. So not what you're saying is outright. Yeah, and what you're saying is is that he's full of shit. <laughs> totally. It's coming <laughs> out of his eyes. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Yeah, that was and that's what I said in my remarks. You're right. No, he never said that in his remarks, not once. And there's that little shit-eating grin, right? Where he's like, uh -oh, now he's uh, -oh. uh oh But now he's <laughs> getting happy, right? Because he's attacking a female journalist. You're wrong. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. He did say in the house, we saw in the clip, according to media reports, right? But here's the yeah. thing, right? But he didn't say CTV. And the only people that are reporting on it being a legitimate terror attack was Fox News. So that's where he's getting his security briefings. That should make everybody yes. a little concerned. And if you listen to the Fox clip, the guy that's reporting it says, according to a source with Fox News, not a source with Homeland Security, not a source with the FBI, not a source with Buffalo Police, according yeah. to a source with Fox News. Well, of course, of course, of course, a source according to Fox News is going to say yeah. it's terrorism. They hate brown people with Muslimly sounding names. Sure they do. Sure they do. It's part of, of the rift. So he says, well, that was what he said in his remarks. He didn't say it in his remarks. Let's just go back real quick. Let's have a look at this. Pierre Polyev politicizing the explosion attack at the border. That's Jason Pugh, one of our writers. That was at 2.29 p.m. 2.29 p.m. CTV didn't put out the Canada operating under assumption Rainbow Bridge vehicle explosion is terror related till 2.50. That's mm -hmm. 20 minutes. 
And again, that's under assumption, right? Not we don't have anything confirmed. It's just we're not ruling it out. Correct. Correct. Like, so we're, we're we're dealing with this like it could be the worst thing until we know different. Correct. That's, so that's the level of torquing would make a Cirque du Soleil artist dizzy. Yeah, but dude, this isn't torquing. This is just a straight up fucking lie. Like yeah. that's what he does on a daily, but this is Canada's biggest lie, giving yet another fear porn lie to convince everybody he's the only guy that can come in and save the day when nothing needs to be saved. Let's continue. Report. Which is what I said in the house. I said there are media reports. He did say that. But those media reports weren't weren't was, out was, until 20 minutes Fox. after he said this. And it yeah, was just it was. Fox News that had reported that. So that's yes. that's so what he's admitting to here is <laughs> what he he's admitting to here is getting his national from security from briefing. Source with Fox News. <laughs> not no, even from Fox got News. It from from Fox News. News. But not even that, from a source with Fox News, as reported on Fox News, a source that nobody knows, no name, hasn't seen, doesn't know. And why is PP getting his national security briefings from a source yeah. with Fox News? Because he can't get his his security clearance here. Correct. I've been ringing that bell for some time, Douglas. He, he's not allowed to get his security briefings. He does not have top secret clearance because his wife's family's podunt and he's got connections to some very bad people overseas, which we are going to uncover in the next four yes. to six weeks. And so, it's not only top secret, right? So we're talking NSACOP level. That's above, way above top six. Yeah, he's not allowed to do it. He can't do it. Can't no. pass. So he won't sit for can't it. Pass. Anyway, let's keep watching this guy belittle this female employee female reporter who is just trying to do her job. What kind of statement? I didn't. I said there were media reports. Okay. So did he call it a terror attack? Let's watch this one more time. Mr. Speaker, we've just heard media reports of a terrorist attack, an explosion at the Niagara crossing of the Canada. Now, the media did not say, the media did not report there has been a terrorist attack. No. We're working under the assumption that it is, right? No media report said there has been a terrorist attack. At the, that did not happen. Oh, my this God. Is, this it is going takes back, people for fucking idiots. This is going back and changing the story after the fact. Mm -hmm. Right, you got caught doing something. Oh, I did it because of that, and then you go and explore why you were that, and it's like, oh, well, that can't possibly be true, be true because for that to be true, this would also have to be true. You, this, this is your excuse after the fact, right? Yeah, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, let's finish Human watching behavior. this fucking loser loses loser mind. No, there's no distinction. Yeah, there is. What I said, there is, was a lie, and I was right. Just proved it. No, you weren't. There were you media fuck. reports. Yeah. And you called it a terrorist attack. This is assumption, event. you dumb fuck. Yeah, no, no that's not what you said, shithead. No, there were media reports of a no. terror-related no. event. No, there weren't. No, there weren't. And that media report, according to CTV, unless you're questioning their integrity now, uh -huh. came from security officials in the Trudeau government. No. Now, not only did it not come from security officials in the Trudeau government, because they didn't say a fucking word to CTV. CTV right. said it was, and it was 20 minutes after he said what he said. That report that he's citing is the reason for, and which, by the way, in itself is fucking incredulous, because that means he's getting his top secret information about what he thinks is going on from, from Twitter or, or from Fox News. Again, 
Let me point this out. This is a timestamp. Here it is, 2.29 p.m. He calls it a terrorist attack. He now is blaming CTV for his top secret information that he got from Twitter, which happened 20 minutes after he called it a terrorist attack, which and, they also didn't say it was. And here's the other thing. Jason Pugh's timestamp is 2.29. Poliver said it before because Jason had to be able to write that and post right. it before he said. So he was... Re <laughs> premature enunciation yeah all right yeah, yeah oh what cock let's finish this up just for fun and see where else he gets belligerent and stupid and takes canadians for fucking morons so do you think the ctv was irresponsible in putting out that tweet no it happened 20 minutes later shithead now now here's the thing the journalist is being brilliant do, do you, sorry i'm asking i i have already answered that do you do you think yeah. ctv was irresponsible oh another gulp another gulp, another gulp. put that tweet out But you just did comment. Okay. So, you know, I just hope you're not going to print something that you have to apologize for again. Okay. Okay. Now, here the journalist did something brilliant. Yeah, I know, right? I don't. Because remember when he got caught with the guy, the guy in the apple orchard? Yeah. So what was the page? And then the journalist tried to answer that. What page? When did I say it? Try to answer? Yes. There's one time in the three questions that he asked, asked her that she said something a little bit. But the other two times, she said nothing. She just like looked at him and let it happen. And he had to try and fill the space. And he she gave him nothing to react to. And that's why you got that end. Well, uh, yeah. uh, that's why. Well, yeah, yeah. But total abuser talk, right? Flip it. Say, are you saying that CTV is not credible? Are you saying like this? And then he goes on after that. I don't know if you want to play it like this, but saying, well, this is really weird, you know, because, uh, gee, well, uh, CTV is a client of CP. Well, yeah, because the Canadian press is a fucking press wire. Oh, by the way, oh, every man. news outlet in the country is a client of it's Canadian client press. Of like this. So, gee, maybe you guys need to have a talk to get your stuff together because. Oh, he's such a shit. He's, he's such, such a piece of shit. shit. Isn't he's he? he's such a little ferret. But and you know what the crazy part about that little ferret is? He's the most compromised ferret we've ever had in political uh, uh, political anything in this country. His real name isn't even Pierre. It's Jeff, for fuck's sakes. Um, he, he's, he can't sit for... And this is, keep in mind, his life is a lie. This gentleman's life is a lie. His real name Total is lie. Jeff. His yeah. wife, his wife, his beautiful wife, his wife. Anna. Yeah, his yeah. wife. Yeah. Not really his wife. My wife. I mean, according to love. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, look into, and, and, and Canadian media, you want to do something for the good people of this country and democracy? Look into that whole fucking thing. Look into his uh, arranged marriage. Look, look into his wife's family. Look to actually Jeff's family and how he came to be in the first six years of his life and where he was educated. Look into Jeff's real last name. Everything this guy says and does is a lie, and he knows I know. His people know I know, and they're scared to fucking death of me, and he's scared to death of the people that know everything about Jeff. So let's get to Jeff's best friend, Melissa, okay? Now, this is one of the clips I wanted to play for you. This is Melissa Lansman, who says she's a proud gay Jewish woman, uh, who says she's married to a woman, and she likes to wave that card around. 
and she also uh, stands next to a man who voted against gay marriage and equal rights. She stands next to a man who called her lifestyle a woke gender ideology cult about two weeks ago. Let's have a look at her as she's and keep in mind, these are the only two people that were willing to stand next to this fucking loser who's eating shit, like eating literal shit for the last 24 hours of his life. And the other guy next to him, he's a guy that doesn't believe gay people should get married either. And he's standing no. next to Melissa Lansman while they try and cover his tracks and offer him support because he's eaten his own asshole. Let's watch this together. Um, where you are wrong is that CTV reported that the government of Canada was presuming that the incident was terrorist. So no, they didn't. Yeah, that was, and that's what I said in my remarks. You're right. It was a media report. <laughs> come, come on, dude! Look at those two fucking losers. Like, there's look at Melissa. Look at Melissa Lansman. Look at her. I want your un abated thoughts of that woman standing next to that man standing next to that man who literally live fucking active lies for votes explain that to me how does that make you feel as a gay man as a politico who likes accountable shit explain it to me yawn click goodbye that's it i got no i have no time for people who sell out their own kind Yon, click goodbye. It's got to be more than that. Yon, click. You don't want to say anything about it. You don't want to take her. No. You don't want to take her down a notch. You don't want to make fun of her hair and her massive forehead just for fun. Do you want to get human, personal? Human fun dip. I mean, <laughs> we we have this thing on our show, right? Like this, where we talk, we're talking about like these dictators. Look at yeah. the hair. Trump, weird hair. Malay, weird hair. Margaret Thatcher, weird hair. They all have Boris Johnson, weird hair. All the fuck ups have total weird hair. Look at her. She put money into that. That look was a choice. <laughs> Just like her standing there is a look that's a choice. Yeah. Right? Yon click goodbye. You have chosen this. This is the life you chose for yourself. And Melissa Lansman, you got to remember. Right when um, the convoy people were there and people were talking about the, the Nazi flag, whatnot, who mm -hmm. did they send out? Her. They trotted yeah. her out. She's the one that stood up in the House of Commons and says, How dare you say that I aided and abetted Nazis? I'm Jewish <laughs> and lesbian, right? And Jewish and lesbian because yeah. Hitler was inviting all we all gay people for brunches of beer and brats during their, like, Jewish and lesbian, if you were really offended, you would be offended on the basis that you're Jewish and lesbian because you would have had like a yellow star and a pink triangle on you. But she wasn't offended on behalf that she was lesbian. Or Jewish. Oh, no, no, no. She took offense on being Jewish. Oh, yeah. She trotted out her faith and played that. How dare you say I would assist a Nazi? I'm Jewish. She's, you know, I'll Come say on. this. I'll say this Come out loud. On. I'll say this out loud. Is that I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you bone. I really don't. I don't care what you think. As long as you have values where your words and your works match up, right? Right. Melissa Lansman is a coward. Oh, yeah. Melissa Lansman is a liar. 
Melissa Landsman is a turncoat. Melissa Landsman is a traitor. Melissa Landsman is all about money. Melissa Landsman is all about stature. And she doesn't give a fuck who she sells out to get what she wants. She was the person who started, kickstarted. Yes. Who is who helped not just not just PR the shit out of the convoy. Yes. She posted fake pictures of grocery stores with empty shelves in England, said it was Canada, show up to Ottawa. Let's all tell Justin Trudeau how we feel about that. And she so says, Nazi flags. And she says she didn't aid and abet that. She started it. She how helped. Dare and you I have it on. Me of helping them. I have it on great authority that she helped and was involved in portions of the planning and the PR around it and what they could yes. do to take that, right? Take that whole thing, move Aaron mm-hmm. O'Toole out, bring Pierre Polyev in. That's why mm-hmm. you saw Pierre Polyev for prime. Minister flags while Aaron O'Toole yeah. was still Melissa Lanceman helped organize that. Yeah, she absolutely. did. Yes, absolutely. And that's why when I said earlier, they're conservative first before being Canadian, yeah. before being lesbian, and even before being Jewish. And boy, she's wrapping herself in the flag now, though, eh? Oh, with the Israel Gaza stuff? Oh, man, she's fucking wrapping herself in the flag now. I guess, and in the lesbian flag, she was wrapping it when that the, when that when, when things were happening in Iran to women, right? When they weren't wearing the hijab, right? Yeah. I guess, oh, because of women. Oh, then she wrapped herself in her lesbian flag. Then she trotted it out. Every identity is subjugated to conservatism, and it's literally merely a tool, a cudgel, with which you can bash someone. Over the head. These are the same people who say they care about us, we gay people, right? By showing us pictures of ISIS throwing gay people off buildings and saying, We support you. Uh, except I didn't read the t shirt, hmm. right? Black people, how dare Justin Trudeau speak to, uh, oh, what was her name? Chavez, uh, oh, that lady that he had, he had, they, they had, um, Selena Chavez, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but there was a black MP in the Liberal Party and she heard Justin Trudeau butted heads. Um, oh, well then, yeah, you know, the blackface and he's terrible. It's like, you say you denounce blackface while circulating images of blackface. Yeah. They're hurtful. Fucking wild, isn't it? Indigenous people, same thing. Oh, they all loved Jody Wilson-Raybould, didn't they? But gee, we'll g- g- talk about giving indigenous people drinking water on reserve. And oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a big costly government program. Conservatives don't believe in that. Yes. Or what about the indigenous people that do want oil? Okay, yeah, but what about all the others? So then they love indigenous people. But other than that, right? Andrew Shear, I don't need no indigenous votes to win. Well, it looks like you did because you lost. And now oh. you're in the kitchen washing the dishes at Restaurant Saint Pierre, Chez Pierre, to clear, to clear off that 700000 to 900000 bill you racked up. And that's why you're doing what you're doing right now. Because you're the guy that's going to go up and do all that awful things like post blackface one day a week or post wanted posters that have a senator mm-hmm. had to leave her home. He attacked two senators, right? Bernadette Clements. She had to and leave Pepper. her home. She had to Betty Clark, who's like the, one, of the most, one of the most decorated Paralympians in Canadian history, if not the. 20, yeah. 21 medals, 14 gold, a literal national hero. And she's in a wheelchair. So if someone comes after her, what happens? 
he sicked people on them. This is unacceptable. That's what Andrew Scheer needs to do for a living now to pay off that 700,000 debt because the Conservative Party did a report on what he, what he did. And they were supposed to release it to the public and they didn't. How much do you want to bet that that's what Andrew Scheer is paying for, keeping that secret? Because anybody that runs for prime minister, that run, that, that's the leader of the party and is in, a, in the bidding to be prime minister, this that doesn't win, leaves. He's still there. Yeah, he's an attack he's dog. Do, he's doing dishes until that $700,000 debt is yeah. paid off. That's sure what he's is. doing. They're all, you know, Douglas, I think a great way to say it is they're all pussies. They're all losers. They're all those, those you know, those people in your school who were never nice to anybody and they always dressed in great clothes and they came from entitled homes. And yep. most of them came from like, you know, Sunday school right into school. And they were told that they were special and they're really not. You know, they're, they're just a bunch of fucking losers. They're a bunch of hateful dicks. You know, you can, th I don't give a shit anybody's sexuality. I treat Melissa Lansman like I treat Pierre Polyev, yeah. like I treat Roman yes. Baber, like I treat Andrew Shear. No They're hateful morons who are taking advantage of anything they can to try and get a layup so they get access to your taxpayer bank card and PIN number yep. for their friends, for their lobby groups, and for their culture. And you know what? I don't even know what their fucking culture is now other than exclusionary hatred right? and lying. Yeah. Like pure fucking unadulterated hatred and lying and a la yeah. carte wrapping yourselves up in culture and ideologies that don't belong to you. People who you hate, people you treat like shit, people who you lie to on a daily basis about what's wrong with this country. Yeah. If these people liked this country, they wouldn't run around telling everybody it's broken. They wouldn't lie about terrorist attacks, weren't terrorist attacks. They wouldn't stand there and blame everybody else for their mistakes, which is what I saw. And I tell you what, if you want to get my attention as someone who's deeply affected by disingenuous, lying pieces of shit, you want to get my attention, don't be accountable. You want to get my attention, blame everybody else and take your victim mentality and you throw it in people's faces like Pierre Polyev did. And I can tell you here, Pierre's real name is Jeff. So there's nothing accountable about him. Nothing. His entire life is a lie. His family's a lie. Where yeah. he's from is a lie. Yeah. What he does every day is a lie. Yeah. What Melissa Landsman does on a daily basis is a lie. She yeah. ignores the most important parts of humanity in her own self, and she yeah. bastardizes those things so she can get a leg up. And that yeah. is that is politics today by and large, but you really see it on steroids when it comes to someone like that who we just proved a fucking categorical pathological liar with a woman standing next to him on one side who is denied every single member of her community a fair shake by by siding with lies, siding with anti-LGBTQ messaging, siding with the people in the culture who hate it. And the guy on the other side, this Roman Baber guy who's been kicked out of caucus and like he's the only dude that could be standing there. And I also have it on good authority because I have moles. I'm a big mole guy. I got people on the inside who said, listen, after Pierre Polyev ran a terrorist thing. He begged for anybody to stand there with him yeah. so that they could give him cover. And the only two people were his deputy leader, who's just as fucking morally and fucking uh, virtuously corrupt as he is, yep. who also, and I'll tell you this about Melissa Lansman. Look up where she's from. 
look up where she's from, who she's worked with, and you can absolutely draw a direct line between the Conservative Party of Canada's support of yep. Russia, not Ukraine, of Russia, and that woman has an in. That yep. woman is a problem. That yep. woman is as corrupt as Pierre Polyev is. That woman is an absolute fucking Canadian cancer. Canadian yep. cancer. Yep. I believe I said my piece. She is horrible. Oh, she's horrible. She's disgusting. She is a disgusting human being who hates herself and obviously yeah. hates the people around her enough to take anything of value, courage, wisdom, temperance, justice, truth, kindness, and she uses those things for her competitive advantage to get everybody on side yep. so that she gets what she wants on behalf of the people who really pay her. Yep. It, and it ain't Canadians. Nope. I'll tell you that right nope. now. There's a lot of self-loathing per square inch in that room right there. All right? And... You're right. This is the thing that's going on when I said you want to be a star, right? She was, when she was working for, I think it was CIBC World Markets, she was a pundit. Right? She was showing up on all the news shows, giving her opinion on stuff. You knew that she was going to end up there one day as a CBC candidate. Roman Babber gets thrown out. What does he do the entire time? He's online, anti vax, anti this, anti that, campaigning for to get. The nomination in a safe seat for Pierre. He goes, Pierre's still making him fight for still made him fight for the nomination though, and didn't give him a safe seat. But you know, it's like you did all that work and he didn't even give you a safe seat. And you're still standing there. We're governed by they, fucking idiots. They go for so cheap. I know. Well, you know what? It's a good deal to government, right? You get a free car, you get a free house, you get, you get all, everything's free. And you ask any of these people, that's what they do it for. That's why PP is there. He's a career politician, started doing this shit when he was 22. Same with Melanson. She's been on easy street forever. She is from wealth, generational wealth. And she campaigns for her culture, which is her family, who believe the same thing she does, which are hateful ideologies that only benefit her kind, whatever that kind might be. That kind, in my mind, are hateful conservative assholes who believe the same thing she does, yep. which is selfishness. There's yep. no courage in any of that. No. virtue in any of that. And that's my problem. I could give a fuck about your political party, political stripes. You notice that we haven't mentioned conservative very much at all. These are terrible people. These are awful human beings who hate themselves and they know it. And that's the fucking thing, dude. I'll, let me, let me take you down a road before we go. All right. When I was drinking heavily, mm -hmm. drinking heavily, mm -hmm. I knew I was doing something wrong. I knew I was duplicitous. Yes. I knew that my actions affected me in a negative way. Yep. I knew it. I knew when yep. I lied, everybody, everybody knows, knows when they lie. Everybody, everybody knows. gets a little darker when they do everybody. Buddy. It's the mirror test. Right? These, when you're seeing yes. yourself in a mirror, you know who you are and what you did. Totally. You know, and it doesn't matter how much you drink, doesn't matter how many drugs you take, doesn't matter how often you go to the gym, doesn't matter how much sex you have, doesn't matter how much money you make, doesn't matter how much power you get, how high you come up along on the social scale, on the, on the yeah. social ladder. Because when it's you, yourself in a mirror, you know. You know. These people know. Pierre knows. That gulping, the dry mouth, 
that troll on the left and the troll on the right standing there with their arms crossed with these vacant looks in their faces, they know mine. They know it. They know they're full of shit. They know they're hateful. And it doesn't matter how many times they try to tell us they're not and they're in it for us. All they are exactly to the opposite. They tell what you need to see by watching and listening to them. Works are very, very fucking different. And if someone's mm -hmm. words don't match their works, then you know you're dealing with someone that has no values, no virtues, is full of shit, and just in it for themselves. So and not just that. I guess when the words and the deeds change over time or suddenly there's new behavior, like look at- Or, or like a whole new Muslim. wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but like look at Muslim people. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. That fake over that fake over lasted a little bit. Now he's just leaning right into the dickishness because he knows it didn't work, right? Yeah. So he's going for the dickishness. But here's the perfect example, right? While all those people were protesting gender ideology and like these teachers are making, turning our kids trans, we had a whole bunch of Muslim people out there, right? Yeah. The conservatives were their friends, eh? Those Christians were their friends. Never mind that just a couple of years ago, they had a barbaric stitch line. Never mind a couple of years ago that, you know, women who decide to wear a kneecap, I do not understand why, but let's say they do, even though with the judge, they had to take a take it off and show their face during that ceremony, which is just ceremonial because they're already citizens. Yeah. Because let's make the first act as citizen of a country to pull that thing right off your head that you have decided you wanted there for reasons I don't understand. But because I don't understand it doesn't mean I have to hate it or fear it. Right? So let's make our first act as a Canadian something where we're going to force you to betray your devoutness that you've chosen for yourself. These people who needed a special snitch line for Muslims because apparently 911 wasn't good enough if somebody was doing something barbaric. Yeah. We need to do something special. Hated them. All of a sudden, oh my God, gender ideology, we got to save our children. Look, our conservatives are our allies. And then Hamas goes into Israel, the biggest yeah. one-day extinction of Jewish people since the Second World War, a literal pogrom. Oh, all of a sudden, all those allies that you had to attack those trans kids, they're not your allies anymore, are they? Yeah, new fight. Now they have yeah. nothing nice to say about anybody who's from Palestine, anybody who's Arab or anybody who's Muslim, and they're wrapping themselves up in that Israel flag. Oh, boy, are they. Yeah, yeah. But just two, three Israel months ago, just those two, three months ago, when the Muslims and the conservatives at the same time were attacking the trans kids, oh, they were buddy, buddy. So tight. That that was one of the greatest things out of the whole out of the whole like save the children thing is like, oh my god! Like the people who wanted to kick every Muslim out of the country for the past twenty years are now recruiding them so that, they can, get, <laughs> so that they can get so that they could so that they could get a law passed that says you're not allowed to ask my kid about it, their pronouns if they're gay because we don't want you to know they're gay because we're both from the same Abrahamic faiths that don't gay people and we don't like our kids if they're gay. So they're like rally around this old gay oak tree come to and they're the like and then israel Israel gets attacked by gaza yeah. then they're like we're no longer friends i'm like yeah, yeah. Oh, okay Here come come to the conservative land of milk and honey suckle off them <laughs> come Man. on like, i'll tell you the, what that's 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 the behavior you need to look at yeah i'm your friend one day whoops something changed i can't be your friend anymore whoops oh hey we're friends oh no i can't be your friend yeah, yeah it's not, not a lot of consistency in in abrahamic extremism is there Consistency, coherence, constancy, <laughs> that's not where you go to get it, my friends. That's not nah. where you go to get it, especially over time. Yeah. yeah. 
Man, I think we really did a good job sewering and educating at the same time today. That's great. We got a little personal. We took Melissa yes. down a notch, not something I'm entitled to do. That's why I'm really I, happy. And not, and not that she will care or notice. Oh, she will. Know, right? She's a, she will. I mean, the lady's been in my DMs too. Eventually, something is going to happen where she won't be able to do that. Yeah. So until that happens. Da, 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 da. Blinders. Yeah, pretend the world yeah. doesn't exist. Just just keep punching out some sweet memes with stories about inflation that don't exist and shelves that aren't barren. Uh, just keep telling everybody to show up to Ottawa. Just keep telling everybody this is a terrorist attack. It's fear porn, people. You got to be aware of it. You got to know what inconsistencies are and what fear porn is and what they're doing to you. And that's why Douglas is here, the True North Eager Beaver podcast. Go and download, subscribe anywhere you get your fine podcast. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Really glad we got into porn to start this whole thing too by the way that was right? a nice little lean in thank yeah. you yeah because yeah, not that's... many political casts can start with a whole thing about uh you know niche porn not we're many. quite sex positive on our podcast by the way so just so you know oh but, i know you are yeah but here's the thing right all these people there's an expression i like to use it says walked into the room chin up ass out <sighs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen when you walk into to. a room, smugly, confidently, chin up, ass out, someone, somewhere, usually smaller than you, and you don't see it coming, it's going to knock you flat on your ass. And so, Dean, I've got Costco family-sized popcorn bag waiting just for that day. I am here for it. It is going to happen. Well, It's only a question of when. But it I can only hope happen. that people like us are helping kickstart them. But Douglas Connors, thank you very much. Uh, at Call Me Calm is where you can get them online. You can also on Twitter uh, at True Eager. Go and follow these guys. Subscribe to their podcast. You are Mr. Beaver. Paul is Mr. Grizzly. It is one of the most unique political podcasts, and they deal with real stuff, mental health, and then they get into the shitty stuff, which is what we dealt with today. Had a little fun doing it, too. I don't mind oh, taking yeah. a strip off of a few people. It's a lot of fun, but go and download that pod, go and subscribe to that pod, listen live to that pod. They're on every single weekday morning across all of our socials, and you can find them at Cryer Media at Cryer.co. Douglas, thank you, friend. My pleasure. And as I always say, be kind to and gentle with yourself. Oh, I will in about a half an hour when I get in the shower. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, buddy. Coming. Great to see you. Yeah, there you go. Douglas Connors, ladies and gentlemen. My dear friend. I think I cut him off there by mistake. Oh, he's still, no, he's, he's blowing kisses in the green room. That means I haven't. That means he still loves me. It's just great news. Surround yourself with good people with virtues and values. Don't believe anything a politician says. Definitely don't believe anything those fucking losers say. Just prove them as liars with their own fucking words. Send this podcast to your friends. Send it to them. Pepper Pierre Polyev's comms people with this podcast. Same thing with Melissa Lanceman. If you get a minute, we're done here. Go rate, subscribe. YouTube is where you can find us. You can find us across all socials as well. Cryer Media on YouTube. Dean Blundell Show on YouTube. Uh, same thing with Google, Apple, Spotify, etc. But do me a favor. Just fire this off with timestamps. Call their offices and ask for a meeting and say, we want you to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to make some trouble. Dino's going to make trouble. I'm really good at lighting cars walking away. 
I'm not walking away from this one, though. I'm going to have some fun with it. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. Appreciate you being here. Uh, don't forget, you can get everything we do at Cryer Media. You can get everything we also do uh, on Google, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Dean Blundell Show, Cryer Media as well. Thanks so much for now with us. As always, brought to you by our friends at Muse on the Mic, uh, a sex-positive podcast about Canada's oldest industry. And you can also go and visit the girls at Muse Massage Spot 1290 Finch Avenue West in the beautiful city of Toronto. Super high-end, very safe, incredibly clean. And these these people want to make your dreams come true, and they also educate you about what the business is, which is the purpose of Muse on the Mic. You can go and download it anywhere you get your fine podcast. You can go to Cryer Media and get it as well. Emily, Riley, wonderful people, do yourself a favor. That is a great podcast. You can get them on Patreon, and you can pay for it as well. That's where they really give the juice. But go to Muse on the Mic today. Also, special thank you to our friends at Ed's Fine Imports. His Get Your On Us. They can be on YouTube. Promo code. Gitch3, sfineimports.com. There is Gitch. Boxer briefs, pouch in the front. You'll love them. And we're brought to you by our friends. Collins the greatest. Can Torque makes rugged, hardworking torque wrench for any industry, any bolting solution. Here you go. No matter the scale of your bolting project, they have your solution. Go to cantorque.com today. The very best in sales service, rental, calibration, maintenance, custom fab, industrial torque tools. These are bolting solutions. You need one. If you're in heavy industry, heavy machinery, nuclear, rail, et cetera, et cetera, go to cantork.com today. They manufacture and do everything in Canada. Not like other people, they do it all here because they're proud of their Canadian ways. So there you go. Cantork.com. Thank you. Ed's Fine Imports brought to you by Gitch. Gitch3 is your promo code. And of course, go and download Muse on the mic. Great podcast. Go and see my friends at Muse, 1290 Finch Avenue West in the beautiful city of Toronto. Have a great day, everybody. Unless your name is Melissa. Or Pierre. Actually, his real name is Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Who changes their name from Jeff to Pierre? The guy with something to hide, I think. You should probably look into that. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>